Good afternoon and welcome to Daily Confetti on Unsafe Space with Carter and Carrie. Today's Wednesday, January 22nd, and we're glad you're joining us. If it's your first time, you can hit like or subscribe on the video. That helps us out. And you can go to unsafespace.com and read more about what we're all about. And you can go to, you can go to, if you don't want to watch us on YouTube, you can watch us on BitChute. We're trying to put, Carter's been trying to put all the videos up there. So if you don't want to, if you want to go ahead and move over there for our inevitable ban, feel free to do that. Yes. <laughs> Why are you shoot, laughing? But no, I'm BitChute normally like, it's some of the videos BitChute inge- bit ingests. So I like try to rely on that. And then sometimes it doesn't. So I was just told, I just saw someone commented that like, Yesterday's video still isn't on BitChute, so I don't know if I should like upload it. Sometimes if I wait and then I upload it to BitChute and then BitChute decides to automatically ingest it from YouTube, so then there's two copies, which is annoying. Um, BitChute is the BitChute's best selling feature. The biggest thing about BitChute is that it's not YouTube. So, right. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but also, Carrie, we have, we, we had a, a little bit of a cluster of a show on Monday. We lost some subscribers on Monday, just a handful. But we got them back yesterday, so thank you, people, for... Oh, yesterday was a good show, in. yeah. Yeah, yesterday yeah. was fun. Um, so there's that. So, Carrie, uh, I want to talk about my favorite person in the whole wide world. Are you using sarcasm? <laughs> I never use sarcasm, so that's not <laughs> uh, Who are we talking about? Well, I'll this is a ra- surprise. This is a surprise. Well, yeah, it's a surprise to me. There you go. There she is, oh. Oprah Winfrey, in all of her glory. Um, I just particularly don't like Oprah Winfrey. Is that weird? Is that, am I supposed to like Oprah? Do you like Oprah? I like Oprah. And Why? I mean, I think she has a pleasant character. She's friendly and charming and open and. I mean, I like the qualities, at least, that she presents to the world. Oh, okay. I just, I, I don't, I don't like hate her. I just kind of feel like she's like bland. But anyway, uh, in in the uh, normie, in the normie way that Oprah does, she she picked a book for book club in uh, this January. So she has a book club. Uh, it's not as cool as our book club, Carrie. Just to be. No, clear. I didn't even know she still had a book club. Yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but everyone knows we have a book club, and ours is way better. Uh, we have older books that are way better, and she has pop books, like new books, that kind of suck. But she's very, like, Oprah is very, like, you know, mainstream, bland, kind of nothing exciting about Oprah. So she's just going to follow the currents of the culture. She doesn't, she's not fighting anything. She's just going to ride the waves of whatever's popular, right? So... Like Gwyneth what? Paltrow. What? Like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't really know anything about Gwyneth Paltrow, but sure, I believe that. Yeah. Anyway, the novel she picked is a novel called American Dirt by Janine Cummings. And I this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One is it is a... It's propaganda, like, itself. Like, it's... it's So, arguments aren't... People don't get convinced of arguments. Like, culture doesn't change from arguments. Like, as much as I wish it did, which is why, you know, we make arguments here, but we're trying to empower people to change culture. Like, we're, we're kind of... But, like, it doesn't... Culture shifts through art and literature predominantly, right? This is why you see, like, um, 
This is why you see, like, you know, you and I have talked about this. Like, on Rotten Tomatoes, so there's a huge disparity between the critics and the and the audience, right? Yes. yes. So, yeah. So, like, that disparity is representative of where the critics are trying to push culture. And they, they, they succeed, ultimately. That's, like, um, culture, like, art is an emotional manipulation tool, which is fine. Like, you want to experience art because of the emotional impact it has on you like i'm not that's not throwing art under the bus art, art is good for that but it's an it's an emotional manipulation tool and so that actually tends to be much more um for most of the population the emotional manipulation is much more effective than actual arguments about stuff right so this is why you have like this is why the critics did you see the like the latest rambo movie by the way no, I didn't know there was a new Rambo movie. It's, I mean, it's not good. I mean, you know, okay. but it's um, it was Rambo: The Last Blood. So, is it as not not good as Cats? I no, I don't think anything is as not not good as Cats. Is my understanding? Although I did not see Cats. Did you see Cats? No, I just heard it was oh. awful. I saw I saw Mike Carlo's review. <laughs> oh, I didn't see Mike Carlo's review, but uh, I did see uh, Dame Judi Dench dressed as a cat, and that was enough for me to not watch the movie. Uh, but yeah, um, the last Rambo movie. So if you watch Rambo movies at all, only the first Rambo movie was actually like good art. The rest of the Rambo movies, like, you know what you're going to get with Rambo. It's like Sylvester Stallone with an automatic weapon shooting things <laughs> and blowing people. Like that's what the movies are. Right. Um, but so the audience the... liked the last one. The audience gave it an 82%, but, uh, critics gave it a 27% because it, it was about Rambo having to rescue his niece or stepdaughter, not stepdaughter, uh, I think niece, from um, basically drug cartel in Mexico. And, you know, that's taboo to, like, have the association of Mexico with violence and drug cartels and stuff, right? Um, similarly, like, it's why they didn't like Death Wish. The, the latest Death Wish with Bruce Willis was, like, I think 18%, I looked up, was the critic rating. and But the audience liked it 72%. The critics hated it because why? It was not anti-gun. It was kind of a pushed kind of a pro-gun. I like Death Right? I like the new Death Wish. I went to see it in the theater specifically because I saw SJWs and critics poo-pooing it. And That's I knew, exactly why I went to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if I didn't like it, I was like, I'm going to go check it out and give them my dollar because I refuse to let these Puritans tell me what I should and shouldn't be watching at the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. Which is, so that's why I went to see it. But anyway, I, I, I'm kind of going down a tangent here, so I'll, I'll come back to the topic at hand. This is how culture is is pushed. And when you, you know, we can sit down and have rational arguments about immigration, the role of immigration, illegal immigration versus legal immigration, what rules there should be, how, like, how it affects the demographics in the U.S., why that matters, why it might affect voting patterns, what it does to the economy. Like, all these things can, are, like, real conversations that we could sit down and, and have conversations about. And, of course, as you know, every if you have a conversation about immigration at all, the left's main argument is... Oh, I thought I was giving you the floor to say racist, uh, but you oh. didn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so Janine Cummings, this this woman describes herself as uh, quote in every practical way. My family is mostly white. She was born in Spain. Um, her grandmother is Puerto Rican, so she's mostly mostly white. Um, she actually has had family experience uh, of violence before. She had like a brother who was almost killed, and cousins were who were killed and attacked. 
Um, but she really, uh, she's clearly front on the left, and she clearly wants to to help people empathize with uh, immigrants, probably illegal immigrants. I, I'm not sure the nuance in this particular book she wrote, but uh, she wants to help people empathize with immigrants, and obviously is kind of anti-Trump, like most uh people in the media that you would see. And so she says, I always knew I wanted to write about immigration, which is the topic of this novel. This novel is called American Dirt. Um, I always knew I wanted to write about immigration. I was interested in that topic, and I resisted for a very long time, telling the story from a migrant's point of view because I was worried I didn't know enough, that my privilege would make me blind to certain truths. So clearly she's woke. Yes? Right. Yes. She's got woke. the language down. She's woke. She wants to help us see the, the perils of the immigrants. Um, and so, and Oprah loves the book. She thought it humanized the immigration process, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, some of the reviews were, were so the, the book is about basically a mother. So I've, I read that, I read some good reviews. It's been compared to Grapes of Wrath. Yes. It, it looks like it is a book that I would like to read. And, yeah. uh, and and I, I want to just speed this up just a little bit because and I you can fill in the blanks that I, I need to know but to cut to the chase here for people this what is happening to this book I briefly looked at some of the news articles about it it's it's what's happened in young adult fiction already you know we did a whole episode about um, the knitting community on Instagram and con SJW convergence into the knitting community. That's happened in all kinds of communities. And one of the communities it happened in was young adult fiction. Yes. And with the, there was an Asian author who got in trouble. Yeah. And more than that, there are white authors who got in trouble for, um, there was a white author who got in trouble for writing about, uh, a time period that included like a, a uh, there was a Nazi character and it's like, how dare you write about a Nazi character? And, but so, so why you're authors, not a Nazi? What was the argument against that? Well, no, the argument is just that it, it's insensitive. I don't know. It was insensitive. See, you're not allowed to write about anything, actually. That's what the rules are. The rules are now um, if you're white, you can only write about white. No, first of all, they say your novel isn't diverse enough. That's what they, that's what the claim was about this particular book. It's about white people in Germany and it's not diverse enough. And that was the criticism. But then if you're a white writer who writes about people of color, which is what this woman has done, and this already happened in the young adult world, they, those writers get also taken a task and told, well, you're, they, there's a phrase they use for it, um, stay in your lane. You're not driving in your lane. You need right. to drive in your lane. You don't know these characters because you're white, so you can't write them. So it's a catch-22. You can't write anything that makes SJWs happy. And then, as you mentioned, right. an Asian author got in trouble even. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, and, and I just want to, like, I know what you're going to get into, and that's fine. I just want to, like, the book is about a mother in Mexico whose family is killed by a drug cartel, and she and her son escape, and it's about their journey to the border um, to get to, quote, American dirt. That's the that's the story, and it's very violent, and it's very, um, uh, you know, there's drug cartel stuff and and things like that and, and it's it's a perilous trip there's rape and all these other things involved in her perilous trip to get to uh to american soil but you're going to point out something so go ahead no i pointed out what i wanted to oh i thought you were going to point out so well so there were some positive reviews right uh someone compared it to the grape um don winslow compared it to the grapes of wrath um 
uh, Sandra Cisneros, who is uh, who is a Mexican American writer, um, so like a fellow writer. She compared it to, or she said, uh, this book is not simply the great American novel; it's the great novel of Las Americas. It's the great world novel. This is the international story of our times. Masterful. Stephen King called it extraordinary, an important voice in the discussion about immigration. So they're pushing this. Now, they're pushing all this. I guarantee the book's not that good, but they're pushing all of this because they they want this narrative out there. However, uh, the woke eat themselves. So yes. uh, <laughs> you know exactly what happened. Um, yeah. People started... Uh, the more woke, I guess, decided to turn on this author because she wasn't Mexican. And mm-hmm. it was called Pity Porn That Exploits the Suffering of Mexican Immigrants. So uh, I looked, like, some of these reviews are are pretty scathing about this. And it basically the argument is she's white. And just like period. you're saying... <laughs> What? That's that's what that's the art. She's white. Period. <laughs> I mean, basically. Um, in it. fact, this one. So uh, this one woman writes that. First of all, the title of her article is "Pendeja, you ain't no, you ain't Steinbeck, my bronca with fake ass social justice literature." So she's <laughs> this is called fake ass social justice literature. Uh, Pendeja is like a moron, or like I think it's called yeah. it's like a derogatory thing in Spanish. Um, and she, she describes this, this conversation. The first, this is, uh, her, her publisher, this is the, the woman's publisher asked this lady to write a review of the book. And so, um, this woman is saying, uh, she's recounting this conversation with the publisher of American Dirt. And the publisher says, quote, the first time Jeannie and I ever talked on the phone, the publisher gushed. She said migrants at the Mexican border were being portrayed as, quote, faceless brown mass, as a faceless brown mass. She wanted to give these people a face. The phrase, these people, pissed me off. This is now the, author, the critic. The phrase, these people, pissed me off so bad my blood became carbonated. Um, yeah. In her author's note, Cummings goes on to write, at worst, we perceive migrants as an invading mob of resource-draining criminals, and at best, a sort of helpless, impoverished, faceless brown mass clamoring for help at our doorstep. We seldom think of them as our fellow human beings. And then the critic is like, but who is that we? Like, she doesn't, like, it's just, she's basically saying that the white author is othering Mexicans. That's, I'm surprised she didn't use that language directly, but... That's what she's but, saying. But here's the thing. If she, this is what they argue. Like they would say this, if this were a, if this were a Mexican writer saying this, then they would, that they would be fine with it. They use we like that all the time to mean white society, to mean this supposedly white supremacist patriarchy we live in. This is how we, they say crap oh, like yes. that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. But, um, yeah, so so there's been people um, people from like now critics are turning at it. USA Today is is angry about this, um, and sheep. Sorry, what? People are sheep. Yeah, yeah. So USA Today is now angry about it. Um, a whole bunch of people are now angry about this book and saying that she's horrible. And how dare she write such a thing? It's, quote, problematic. So here's a review in USA Today. Gene Cummings' migrant book, American Dirt, is problematic. The author's note makes it worse. Um, 
and basically the reason is because she's white. Uh, that's why it's a problem. So I don't know. Th- this was interesting. And by the way, I want to clarify. I actually I read a lot of critical reviews. I didn't read this book, obviously, but I did read a bunch of critical reviews, and I read some positive reviews of the book. From what I can tell, the critical reviews are kind of accurate. I don't want to get stuck into this black and white thing where, like, because the social justice warriors are attacking it, it must be an awesome book. Like, keep in mind, a different set of social justice warriors pushed the book, right? So it's probably a load of crap that this other group doesn't like for other reasons, not that it's a load of crap, but, like, there seems to be some pretty glaring problems in it, like... uh, major like the main characters names misspelled and like facts about mexico that are just like totally wrong and stupid like there seem to be some things that like are legitimately ways to criticize i read some passages from but it but is that, it a good story with good writing well i, I mean if you get is it a good story uh, i don't i mean i don't know if it's a good story i think the consensus is that it's pr- a pretty good story everyone else though People have different views of things like bad writing really bothers me. And I read some excerpts from it that were like over the top and stupid, like just overly sophomoric in its language. So I could see people not liking it for legitimate artistic reasons like that. Some people don't mind that stuff like Hunger Games is something is an example of like a really good story, but horribly written. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And so what I'm seeing from this, it seems like it's probably a really good story um, based on the, the critiques I've seen, but it's probably not well written. Uh, which is fine, well, which is expected because it was probably, it's written, it's just like comedy, right? It was written with an agenda, right? Mm. Um, so, but, but that's not the criticism that's largely leveled at it. It's not people saying this is poor writing. It's people saying uh, she's white and she's not allowed to write this. Yeah. So. Well. Um, I don't know, Carrie, did you ever, um, did you ever read The Fountainhead? No, we've talked about this before. I haven't read any Rand yet. I have, sorry, I have like a really bad memory, so. No, that's okay, we, because we talked about reading it for book club because you like it. Oh, yes. Well, there, uh, this is not spoiling anything, but there's a character in The Fountainhead. This reminds me of this. There's a character in The Fountainhead. Um, his name is Ellsworth Tui, and he's like um, he's like a cultural and art critic who works at this these wine and papers, this, this uh, publication. And he... He gains like a lot of influence among like the the what would call like today would call them like the progressive writers and artists like in among the elite right um, the masses maybe not don't know him super well but the elite like they all know who Ellsworth Tui is right um, and he's got this blatant goal of implementing collectivism the interesting thing about him as a villain is that he knows that collectivism is dictatorship and he's like cool with that he wants to be the dictator um, he's super manipulative. And there's this example in this in in the book where uh, there's this really crappy there's a this crappy author named Lois Cook who writes this book called The Gallant Gallstone, um, <laughs> which here wait I can let me find a quote. Uh, this is a quote from the Fountain. Alva, what in the hell is the Gallant Gallstone? Alva laughed. Oh, that it's the title of a novel by Lois Cook. What kind of novel? Oh, it's just a lot of drivel. It's supposed to be a sort of prose poem. It's all about a gallstone that thinks it's an independent entity, a sort of rugged individualist of the gallbladder, if you see what I mean. And then the man takes a big dose of castor oil. There's a graphic description of the consequences. I'm not sure it's correct medically, but anyway, that's the end of the gallant gallstone. It's all supposed to prove that there's no such thing as free will. 
So this is this crappy book, but Ellsworth Tui wants to promote it. So he starts telling um, he starts telling the artists and the people who kind of respect him and the writers who respect him, he starts dropping hints that they should use the phrase gallant gallstone because it's such a beautiful phrase and they should use it in their writing. And before you know it, there's this effect that happens where like all these articles that, that people are reading in the paper, they're all people are seeing this phrase gallant gallstone, gallant gallstone, and suddenly the gallant gallstone book like becomes more and more popular. And that's a very uh, orchestrated way of manipulating the uh, public opinion on things. But this is how, it's not far actually from how a lot of us are manipulated by art. Like this is, Oprah picks this book. She's going to go talk about American Dirt. There's now pros and cons, like people writing critical reviews and positive reviews about this. And now it's kind of in the zeitgeist and it's to push an agenda. It's to push a political agenda at the end of the day. It's not about, um, it's not about good art. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know because I haven't read it, so I'm not about to say that. But um, I don't know that it's about the agenda part. I mean, I would want to read it before I say that. But fair. I'm. I'm. I am assuming that is that's fair. Um. So, but but for, I mean, I'd rather talk about something that I've read that does that. So, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Like comedy sketches and stuff we talked about, where I don't like art that where the ideology is more important than the art itself. Yeah, and I think often things are also pushed for that. Like you've talked about it with comedy, like comics pushed to the to the to popularity because of their message, not because of their comedy, or but not yes. because of how funny it is. Yeah, right. So I suspect that's I suspect that's what's happening here. I don't based and based on some reviews, it looks like that's probably what's happening. But anyway, I just thought this was kind of interesting. Um, I also think it's interesting that like the contradictions inherent in all of this are, are pretty funny to me. Like there's this whole we have to let the poor and downtrodden come to the U.S., but how dare you say that they're poor and downtrodden? Like, that's offensive. Like, uh, we have to let people escape their violent situation in Mexico, but you can't say the U.S. is any better or that Mexico's violent at all. Like, mm-hmm. that's also bad. Yes. Um, it's just, it's so obviously stupid um, and obviously propaganda. But I would recommend, Carrie, if people want to be in a book club, they should join ours. Yeah, I think, uh, so coming up on February 2nd, we're doing book club. We're reading Fahrenheit 451. If you guys want to be a part of it, send an email to speak at unsafespace.com. Look at me. It's just rolling off the tongue now, plugging book it's club. It's awesome. I w- I'm very impressed by your uh, your transition. What's the <laughs> word? Uh, crap, I forgot the word, but whatever. Yes. Segway. Uh, I'm impressed segway, by your segway. Yes. There we go. Anyway, if you don't want to be on camera for book club, you don't have to be. You can just be in the live chat on Sunday, February 2nd, and um, we hope you'll join us. We have fun discussions, and I'm really grateful for all the people who turn out. We, I mean, we have a lot of really interesting people who watch the podcast or listen to the podcast and have things to contribute that I wouldn't have thought of, and I love it. So thank you. Yeah, our audience is pretty great. And actually, if anyone has read American Dirt. I'd actually be yeah. quite curious about our audience's reaction to it. I don't recommend you go read it, but if you happen to have already read it, uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally curious. So, all right. Well, thank you all for watching. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, we will see you for Daily Coffee tomorrow. We kept it short today, Carrie, so that's good. Cool. Thanks, guys.